Craig has a movie quote for everybody to describe our next guest. Yeah, and and I'm I'm happy that you're allowing me to have this one because we were talking about this uh, in the morning, and uh, our brains are working uh, in sync today, there, buddy. Uh, we were talking about Kaiser Sose. <laughs> this guy is like Kaiser Sose. Um, I can't believe that we got him on because he is uh, he is definitely the one player. Um, that I played with that has completely fallen off the map. He's gone into hiding and well, uh, just surfaced uh, recently. And, yeah. and and we grabbed him as uh, quickly as we could. And he agreed to come on here today. And he, I'm going to tell you this. He does not do interviews. He's he asked nervous. For, he he's asked actually for, nervous. He to asked for today. topics. He's like, uh, he said to Craig, he's like, uh, what are some of the topics we're going to be talking about? And I told Craig, I'm like, you respond and say, you, you are the topic. Well, that's what I said. I he, I know he's nervous because he doesn't like talking. He does not like talking. He does not like uh, being in the media, in the, in the limelight. Um, once his career ended, he literally went in, into hiding. I'm not even joking. Um, you know, talk to Roisy, you talk to Millsy, you talk to all the boys. You're like, Hey, have you ever, have you talked to so-and-so? And they're like, Nope, he, no one, he won't answer his phone. He won't return your calls. Nothing. He has fallen off for, uh, almost, uh, I don't know how long he's, uh, been out of the game for, but, um, well, it was, it was, uh, it was great catching up with him here. I, I saw him at obviously Millsy's event. We saw him. For some reason, I, I just like did a signing with him not too long ago, and I'm not a big fan of signing, uh, you know, going to these signings. I'm not a big fan of it at all. So I, I typically uh, turn these things down. Um, and uh, I, I always ask who I'm doing it with because uh, certain guys I just hate and uh, others I don't. So <laughs> um, when I found out that he was going to be there, you're jumped like, on it. You're Absolutely like, jumped on it. Keep the money. I'm going for TC. That's my payment. That's it. That's it. So I hung out I, with uh, him. Uh, I, I hung out with him one night. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it must have been. It must have been Millsy's event. It had to have been the Friday night after Ryan's event. We were we were at the arena. Ryan held an event at the Lexus Club, and then. JP and myself and Timmy all hopped in a car and uh, well, we were picked up and we went and hung out for a bit and I hadn't seen the boys in, in quite some time. And I will tell you that uh, you really fall into the groove pretty easily. Eh? <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't take long. Have we even said who it is. I don't even know if we have, have we not said his name yet? I don't even think we've said his name. I'm so excited to talk to him. I can guarantee you the people that are listening to this uh, this episode are going to absolutely love it because this guy is a freaking unicorn, man. Okay, before he we get to before we get to it, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I was a I was working out one day. You know when you're when you don't play like I did, you have to do con extra conditioning on the ice and off the ice. And there's many different ways to do conditioning guys. Some guys to do just the bike treadmill, stairmaster, slide board. I would do a little bit of everything, but then I'd also mix in some boxing 
right? So I do like hit the bag for, you know, 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, take a break for a minute, minute and a half, and then do that, you know, 10, 12 times. So anyway, I'm hitting the bag and the bag was kind of a, like, you know, where the door was, where you came out of the training room. Then there was yep. kind of like that little nook around the corner and the heavy yep. bag was there. Well, I was hitting the bag one day and I was just completely, completely out of gas. Guy walks by. And he's like, I'm like, hey, uh, you ever hit the bag? He's like, you know, really long and lean. I don't want to say skinny because he wasn't skinny. He was he was pretty, pretty chiseled, but he wasn't he wasn't really like big and thick and muscular. And uh I said, You ever hit the bag? He goes, No, I gotta stay limber. And he starts like wiggling his arms around. He looks kind of like all gangly, like one of those things that blow up in front of one of the stores that are in the wind. What do you call those things? just arms going everywhere so anyway he hits the bag he just kind of gives like a punch the bag doesn't even move okay <laughs> <laughs> and i start laughing and he starts laughing okay and i looked at him i was like that was pathetic and he goes hey man i don't need to throw punches i got a stick handle Let's go talk to Tim Connolly. Recording in progress. Got it. Well, first podcast. I didn't even <laughs> know what a podcast was till this year. <laughs> Literally. Have you been asked to go on a lot? Yeah, you guys got me first. Are we record? Is this? Are we recording? Is this part of the podcast? Is this what we do? This is what started. This is it, buddy. Timmy, I told you it's Timmy, like drinking uh, in your garage. <laughs> Cracking Coors Lights and Craig said you were so nervous. Like this isn't a deposition or a, or an interrogation. It's just a conversation. I never I never knew what a podcast really was. Why are you so oh. close to your camera? I don't know. I don't have headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> is that better? This is unbelievable. <laughs> well, how have you been, man? How have you been? You've been uh, you've been off the radar. You've like uh, gone into uh, your bunker for the last what? When when did you retire? Thirteen. Okay, so yeah. ten years. It's only been yeah. a decade, eh? Yeah, just a, just a quick decade. Coming back onto the radar, I got. Uh... Hey, I'm a college grad. Yeah, and you did it in a shade under a decade. <laughs> Van Wilder, Petey, I miss those. Uh, I miss all those movie quotes you give us every day, nonstop, all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, I think that was Tommy Boy. Oh yeah, it was Tommy Boy. You're right. That was Tommy Boy. Come on, be better. Be better, TC. <laughs> Just to kind of piggyback off what Craig's trying to say, why have you been such a mystery the last nine, ten years? I think the way my career ended left a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth and it took me a while to realize that I really do have a passion for hockey and the way I got it back I think is my son's playing now he's five years old and you know I'm getting my feet wet with assistant coaching and stuff like that and um yeah there was there was I had a lot of negative thoughts towards my career so I thought negatively for so long about it. Can I ask what the negative thoughts were? Because I think, what were your expectations? Oh, to win a Stanley Cup, get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, wanted it all. 
But now I look back at it and I've been able to change my perspective back to what it was when I was playing, which is, are we allowed to swear on this thing or is this? No, probably not. Right. Fucking right, man. Whatever the fuck you want, buddy. I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my career. And it took me coming back to Buffalo too, to this little signing that I did with um, Riv and Palmer that you, you come back and it's like you, you appreciate the people of Buffalo, the fans of Buffalo. It's like, you don't miss a, they don't miss a beat. It's like, you forget how much those people really appreciated you. And I forget how much I really appreciated them. So it, I basically had to restructure my brain to be positive and live that lifestyle. And I look now I, I'm able to do that finally, literally finally and look back. And I'm proud. So of how hard, I'm proud how hard of was it when you hold on, Rip, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're proud. You're proud of you're proud of what? Sorry, Rip, my career. I'm proud of my career. I don't think I could say that for a long time. I think, you know, I, you look at all the injuries and all that stuff. And like, I just got so sick of talking about it. So sick of dealing with it. Just, but every time I had one, I came back better and stronger, worked harder. And I look back and I, I really now have a much more positive outlook on that. And in life in general, it's, I mean, I'm I'm finally in a place where I can be like, wow, that was that was a fucking great ride, like awesome, like. Can we, can like we just? And I'm, I want and I want to tell my I want to, basically why I'm getting back into it too is my kid's five years old, and you know he should probably know who his dad was, and I want to get he's playing hockey, loves it, loves golf, just played in a parent child tournament with him uh, this weekend. That's pretty fun, and I want to come back, go to games, do all that stuff. I appreciate the city of Buffalo, everything about it. And I do. And now I actually miss it for the longest time. I didn't. I miss so, that. I miss that house that you had. Which both one? Of, for Both of them. Yeah. Those are good times. Fun oh times. Oh my God. It's, it's, it, can I tell you something, man? It is, it's so great well, to hear you say all this from well, the standpoint yeah, they, of standpoint of positivity, because guys that know you guys that really know you, I'm not talking, fans that think they might know you i'm talking about guys that actually know you probably might have known that you were thinking that way yep yeah it's you know no, I mean, with all no with secret. all due, with all due respect no, not no, because no. pd i'm 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 perfectly okay talking about it it's yeah. it's it's totally fine well I, and i on the other hand timmy feel the exact opposite man i mean, <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> fucking i just i mean i over overachieve man <laughs> God, <laughs> it was a goddamn pleasure playing with you guys. I mean, that's that's my career. I, I get to tell my kid, like, I don't get to look back and say, you know, I had this glorified career, but I played with I played with guys that were fucking incredible at what they did. And don't sell yourself short. Oh, TV. fuck off! I'm not. No, 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 no. That's what he does. I've been yeah, doing this with him for a long time, TC, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I I have been the only thing I wish. The only thing I wish, Timmy, is you talk about Hall of Fame, and I think that's incredible. But I talk about if the NHL had a practice Hall of Fame, there is a chance that I would be in it. Mm. <laughs> Fifth liner. Fifth liner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Petey, let me think about that statement. <laughs> Petey thought that he had Mario Lemieux no. type. Uh, oh, stop. You know, oh, I know. Extra I remember the summer skates were the best. Petey just hang out by the far blue line, wait for the puck, go in on breakaway, rip a slapper over Phil Chris' shoulder or something like that. And feel really good about myself. <laughs> Probably score six or seven a game in those scrimmages. No, listen, listen. I, I, I really don't want to make this make this about me because everything you're saying is is so incredible. And I think I think so many people would would not love to hear you say that because they've been waiting to hear you say that, but it's refreshing. It's refreshing to hear a player who think it's unfortunate. It's truly unfortunate that you had to think that way. But it's refreshing. Yeah, but so, so that, so I think that, and I think about, oh, I can, you know, live like that with the regrets of that. But it got me to a point of where I am right now. And right now, I'm literally, I, I think about my career all the time. And I think about, yeah, it was great. I loved it. What, what was unbelievable years? What was the, you know, what was the darkest time once you, retired you know was it was it the year after was it three years after like it was all pretty tough it's it's until you really i mean there you until you realize that hey life goes on like your life's not over when you're done playing i think i do think and i don't know if they even have it right now i wish that i would have prepared for life after hockey i wish there was I, and there maybe there's a program with the NHLPA now or something, but I was never thinking about that ever. Like, you know, when you're playing and I did not prepare for it at all. So just kind of floating around, whatever. Well, I mean, you, you let a few of us down and I, you let a few of us down. So a few of your former teammates down when you retired, you didn't keep your word on something. You were supposed to buy a fucking United hockey league team. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. We were Corpus, all, we were all gonna go. We we're all gonna go play there, right? Corpus Christi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were gonna put together a team full of guys, and we were just gonna bomb around in a bus and play all these. Yeah, that was that was the plan, but that kind of fell through. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have signed me because I was, uh, you know, I was playing after uh, after the NHL went and had a stint in uh, the East Coast Hockey League probably one of the greatest years of my hockey career because it was awesome. It yeah, was awesome. Loving the game, enjoying it. Rev, you yep. always had a great attitude. You always had a positive attitude. And that's what I, I, I look back and I think about it now. Yeah. You just, you love the game, like love, love, love the game. And that rubs off on people. I don't know what to say after that one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked on that. I one, mean, there's but... a lot of people that are that listen to this show. All right, to maybe that... he's not the most positive guy, but he loves the game. That's what I'm hey, getting at. He he is his. Well, listen, his worst attitude brings out the best in him. Um... <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I can we... see that a little bit. Yeah, we uh, listen. I mean, we're in in the places that you played. So you you started. Uh, the Islanders drafted fifth overall, and I went over. I was telling Petey, I was reading. Um, I was reading your draft. It possibly could be the worst draft in NHL history. The first round. Oh yeah. You, when's the last time you actually gone and 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 um Jesus. heard the first round? I'm trying. I'm trying to think of. I I can go 
Patrick Stefan was first, right? And then there was the Sedin, one of the worst twins. first overall picks ever. Sedin twins, two Hall of Famers there. Hall of Famers, boom. Uh, who's fourth? Pavel Brendel. Brutal. Me. Yep. Great. Um, six, no, we're we'll being positive. We're, Brian hey, Finley. We're Brian being Finley. positive here. Brian yeah. Finley, brutal. Well, yeah, maybe I take that positive statement back. <laughs> just love you, just love the game, but it, 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 and you're right, it does bring out the best. I'm the negative. All right, let me see because I, I, I this is tough for me to remember this stuff because literally I, I I'm okay. So we're at seven. Oh, seven, seven, seven. Chris Beach. Wow, forgot brutal. Taylor Pyatt. Taylor, Taylor Pyatt. Pyatt. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Jamie Lundmark, Jamie Lundmark, Bronislav Mezzi, and then I, I that would that's about all I could remember. And that's your top 10, and that has to that stinks to high hell, man. I mean, <laughs> uh, you got the Sedines and you got uh, TC Connolly, man. I mean, other than that, that's not a good first round. How many, and I'm gonna tell how, you, it gets worse after that. What, what, because I never really look how many players that get drafted in the first round like what percentage end up playing i think the first rounders in the last five years i would think that almost every single player in the first round is going to play in the nhl because they train they've trained completely differently you played as an 18 year old in the nhl back in 1999 playing as an 18 year old then versus now is completely that's a unicorn yeah there wasn't i was the only 18 year old that year that played the sedines played I think they are. I don't know if did they play that year. They were they're a year older though. They were nineteen. There were eighty birthdays. Yeah, but back yeah, in the, back in the nineties, it's more normal now that to ha- it's the younger kids coming in. They're all they all train the right. They all know how to train. They all know about nutrition. They all know about like the sports psychology, the recovery, everything. Like, when did you start training? Because you're a fifth overall, you had to be an absolute super stud skill wise, and your hands are arguably for me i would i would put you in my career of 16 years playing on you know four different teams i would put you third amongst the best hands that i've ever played with third. or the top two uh, i don't think you're gonna have a disagreement on this one tonight can we guess them you you I'm we i've talked about this guy before you can you're kovalev you're Kovala, boom shagalog is the greatest stick handler in the history of the game. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree with that? That he possibly could be the greatest stick handler in the history of the game? Greatest stick handler. I don't know. Denny Savard was pretty good. You ever watch some of his stuff? Damn it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. No, yeah. Okay. Savardian Spinorama. I get it. Who's but okay, guy? so we had I had Kovalev who I for me, I think he's literally the most next level hockey player I've ever played with. Um, and the other one was Saku Koivu. Saku had, Koivu, huh? He had uh, he had really um, deceiving hands where he had such length in his in his stick handling. You know what I'm saying? So so for you, you were you were the toe drag, you know, king where you had you could dangle people one on one in in close proximity. Where Saku had this very long being able to move and, and keep control of the puck went and making himself bigger. If that makes any sense. 
Yeah, he was he was a pretty dominant player, just all around everything. Everything, good, yeah. He's very feisty. Hey, um, Timmy, did you ever go back and watch your highlights? Honest yeah, to God. Uh, yeah. Somebody just sent uh I'm not but, on social media. So well, I just I just got a TikTok account just to watch that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I'm a little behind in all this stuff. Uh and you were the first guy to be on MySpace and all that shit too. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um what what were we just talking about? <laughs> are you on are you on Twitter? No, no, he just not, said he's I'm not, not. He's on TikTok. Not, Jesus, I'm not on serious? anything. I know. It's I gotta a, find. I gotta get. No, I, you don't. So I, no, you don't. Don't do right. it. Don't. Okay. Have you ever watched your highlights? Is what the question yes. was originally. Uh, Col- uh, Colby Armstrong just sent me a sent me a recent one. Um, I think it was from Instagram, which I don't have either. Of, and I was just watching it. Yeah. And I yeah. watch him. I show my and I show my son. I show my son that stuff. He still doesn't really understand it, but and it's fun. It's great. We love watching it. What's your favorite one? What's your favorite highlight? Um, Toronto one was pretty unbelievable. Philly was pretty. There were a couple that were better that you didn't finish them, but there were a couple unbelievable stick handles. But I do have a question. There was I just watched a three minute highlight video of you, which which is unbelievable that someone posted it the other day. I think it was charging Buffalo. And I'm going to yeah, re- that's the one that was sent. He sent to me. Yeah, and I, I forgot about some of those plays because I'm going seen to retweet forever. it. And you know, when we mentioned that you're coming on, but the one that I noticed the most, there were two, and they were almost back to back. And I got to ask you about this: Ottawa series. You walk in, you and Paul Gosta two on one, do 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 do, and then you go backhand short side Ray Emery. Correct. What's Very next question? clip. Oh six oh seven. You and Thomas Vanek, two on one. Do, 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 do. You dish to Vanner. I know you're gonna. I know you're. I know where you're getting that, PD. Yeah, sorry, Goose, but you weren't getting that puck, bud. <laughs> Vanek. <laughs> yeah, you're getting it every time, pretty much. <laughs> when did you determine that? When did you determine that when you got over the red line? Like, oh, it's Goose. Know. It's Goose. Fuck it, I'm solo. I think I just ran out of room and had to figure out a way to try and get it in the net. To be honest with you, I'm you know like, what's amazing? That really irritates me. What? Because you you <laughs> remind me of the kid, the super insanely high end offensive kid who's a fucking stud, and he's cruising down the ice, dangles a defenseman, has the ability to slide a backdoor pass onto some mutt bag teammate stick. And then you, you, look, mutt bag? you look at the mutt bag and you're like, I ain't passing that puck down. So you just I, bury was, I your... was just kidding. That was no you weren't. Was... No, you weren't. And I think because I wouldn't one, have passed I... the goose either. <laughs> I think that one to Van, I think I do remember this. It was for his 20th goal and he had a 20 goal bonus. So there's no way I wasn't passing it. 20 had... goal bonus? Yeah, for Van, he should have like a 40 50 goal bonus. <laughs> You're shaking your head. Yeah. That was, guy can it, score 20 goals with his eyes closed. Yeah. Yes, he how, can. How about that chip shot over Ray Emery's shoulder? Game one. Oh, uh, uh, right at the end of the game there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, I feel like that might have gone off Char's stick. I don't know though. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time. That we lose that game, we might lose that series. Yeah, I feel like they were. I feel like they were. They might have been a better team that year than us. Like I feel like it was flip flop. I feel like 
the next year we should have beat them. Agree. That that year, I think they were. I feel like they were possibly the better team, and we we beat them. They didn't have a goalie. No offense, may he rest in peace. But they didn't have a a Stanley Cup goalie in that. That was the only difference. We had Millsy. Yeah. But, uh, I asked you a question earlier. We were talking when you were drafted and you played as an eighteen-year-old. When you yeah. look back on that, do you think that was? the best thing for you not the worst thing but do you think that was the best thing for you or do you think going back to junior because we have this conversation all the time about top picks so what would you tell yourself as an 18 year old tim Connolly? i think that i think that the the different eras i think nowadays yes if they're good enough to play play and i think i was good enough to play then too when i did but i just think the era the, the game was so different. Just everything was different. There, there wasn't really, there wasn't, I probably shouldn't have been living by myself at 18. Like you, you, you were, go live you were living whole, by yourself. Yeah. And like what living with like a, a well-rounded veteran family or, you know, set something up, I think. And that's, that's nobody's fault. It just, that's just the way it was. It was a different, like everything was different back then. Just don't just don't get billeted with the, with Richard Pilon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but was it the, and I, I don't want you to throw daggers, but it's a completely different time and a completely different organization and situation. But were the Islanders the best place at the time for an 18 year old kid? I mean, no. I mean, that organization, the way that organization then, it was going through some problems they got rid, and they had just unloaded their all the top players and that's probably the reason why i was able to we're the worst team in the league we had my second year i think we had seven guys under 21 years old i mean if they could have kept that team together we would that would have been an unbelievable team because you had you had like we had we had luongo i'm gonna go through this we had luongo we had olyokinen Chara. They got traded to Florida. Yeah, we had Chara. Um, Chara in the pick. Kenny Onsen. Kenny Onsen. Um, now I'm drawing a blank. Dave Statchard. Yeah. Tchaikovsky was a good player then. Is Bister. I'm trying to think of the guys that they traded away, though. Myself, Taylor Pyatt. Um. Was Yashin like there? No, he got traded. Yashin got, I got traded that summer at the draft to Buffalo with Pyatt and Yashin got traded to Long Island for Chara, a pick, which was Spezza and uh, Bill McCult. Uh, so I, I mean, Ottawa made out in that deal. Um, so why did they start? Why did they start making all these trades? Like they you got were talking, new ownership, they got new ownership. Uh, I think Charles Wang and somebody else. I don't know if he's still the owner there that year. And then they got the cash to sign. Like they gave Yashin that year, which was a big deal. I think it was ninety million for ten years. They brought. They got. They got Pekka for me, um, and Taylor Pyatt. They got. They brought in Chris Osgood. Trying to think, they brought and they they brought in a bunch of guys. Like they were, they went from we went they went from like the youngest team with 
a $19 million payroll to an older team that they were able to do. They were able to pay the players. So being an 18 year old kid, yeah, living on your own for the first time, trying to figure life out. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you're doing your own laundry or what the hell you had going on, but uh, like, what was the one of the dumbest things that you did that year that you're kind of thinking back, going, "Holy shit balls, man!" What was I thinking there? Was there a moment like that, or were there just too many? Yeah, probably too many. Too many. I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't thought about that. What did you think when you got traded to Buffalo? I was at uh, my little twin sister's high school graduation. Um, and I got the call from Millbury. And he just called, said, hey, and calling to inform you that we've made a deal <laughs> with you and Taylor Pyatt to go to Buffalo. I'm like, okay, for for who? He's like, Michael Pekka. He's like, I'm like, okay. And that was a, that was a conversation basically done. Mike. And what was your thought about coming to Buffalo? I was excited. Oh, my family's from Buffalo. My dad's from Buffalo. Okay. I, all my relatives, they live in Buffalo. Like a lot of them. I saw your cousin not long ago, at the grocery store. What? Who? Pete or Kate? Yeah, Pete, Pete, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's working for the bill scouting. He's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean that's a huge like thing to hear when you're 19 and you're getting traded. And my sister actually, my one of my little sisters, because um, Hofstra is right beside the uh, Nassau Coliseum, right where I lived, and she was going to Hofstra on a lacrosse scholarship the very next year after she graduated, and I told her at, that I got traded. I felt so bad. She started crying at her after her graduation. But I, yeah, and, when, and then going to Buffalo, that like my whole family was super excited. Like lit, my my parents, I grew up in Syracuse, so that's a easy drive. They go up to all the games, so they were super fired up. And then I think that I was going to a team that was uh, uh, competing, like a good team that was competing. So what happened? Figure it out. But how was the how was the adjustment? How was Lindy when you first came in? How was Darcy? How was the how were you treated as a young kid? Because they sent Pisey to the minors. Yeah. Um, well, he I, played forty eight games that year. Pardon the year that he got traded to Buffalo. Who? Uh, you ended Taylor up playing eighty two games, and uh, yeah. Taylor Pyatt played forty eight games that year. Yeah. I, I I think that the organization was run much better in Buffalo. You know, I get put in a I my roommate, they put me Stu Barnes on the road, like they do the right thing, you know. But also is it is a pretty like high profile trade. So for Michael Pekka, who he just sat out the year, their captain that led him to the Stanley Cup too. A hell yeah. of a player. You yeah. know? So, there was a lot of bitterness there. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, between who? Pekka and the Sabres? Yes. Yeah. Pekka yeah. and the Sabres, well, the fan base and the fan base and the Sabres to war about how they handled Pekka. Some of the fans, to, a lot of fans sided with Pekka. There were a lot of Pekka yeah. fans here. So that's got to yeah. be tough for you coming in. 
Yeah, but what 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 can you do? Just come in like it's like we. I mean, like there's no hard feelings. Obviously, between me and Pax, we skate. We you remember we skate. We all skate in the summer together. It's like whatever. Like I don't care. But yeah, you got to come in and you got to perform. When did you feel that you hit your stride in Buffalo? When did you feel that you're like, wow, okay, I'm starting to play my game. I'm feeling after, good after the lockout. So it would have been, I missed a year and then the lockout. Oh, five, oh, six. That, that, that following year. That was when, um, yeah, I, just, it was, things started clicking for me. Just, I figured out, like, I learned a little bit more about the game, about how to play the game. What do you mean by that? Before, well, like, so, all right, not being cocky, but I was talented enough and good enough to get through the game or just whatever, play a game. I I knew I I was good enough, but there was so much, there's so much more. I mean, nowadays, I'm sure they, they study the game more, but there's no, there was hardly any video when I came in, like nothing. You don't really learn, like. I didn't learn how to play defense till I got to Buffalo. And then I learned how to be a two-way player. There's so much more to the game than just, you know, than just stick handling a puck. How did that come? So you're saying blocking shots. That sounds like Lindy I don't Ruff know. got I a hold of me, I don't, there was, I don't know if it was like, I saw, I saw other guys doing it and this is the proper way. Cause I was, I never would think to block a shot. It, that wasn't, I didn't learn that. I wasn't. I didn't learn like, that basically. Like, Buffalo. It was like Roger Doran taking a ball for the. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there and take a pitch, Doran. Yeah, like this stuff I had. But to learn you look yet. at the guys that you played with. You have yeah. to be around the environment that that plays a certain way. So Correct. when you're sitting there and you're watching Mike Greer, Paul Gostad, yeah. you're watching J.P. Dumont, uh, Jochen Heck. When you're watching Chris Jury. Yeah, no, Drew had a watching. big Drew had a big uh he was a big influence on the way my I give him a lot of credit for the way my career turned out just because he carried himself as a professional and you know did all the right things. Yeah, you see him just laying down blocking shots just like oh, so that's how the game's supposed to be played. Supposed to play hard everywhere, no matter what. You, you don't you need to as a kid if you're never taught that you don't you don't know it until you see other guys doing it so i started i started following drew around like a little lost puppy I'm like what's he doing oh he's going to the rink early okay i'll go in the taxi with him yeah like that type of stuff all that stuff Were you brushing your teeth in the morning at the rink too bringing your packets of oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> no no not to that extent <laughs> yeah and i think that I mean, I wish I had that knowledge when I was younger. There, there is, I mean, they, they have to teach that to the kids now that are getting drafted. Right. Like I, even in law, it wasn't, it's hard to explain. I feel like there's so much access now to information with everything like YouTube. Like I watch all these kids do all these crazy moves and stuff. And I I wish I had access to all that information when I was started and that's no excuse for any of it. It's just, I feel like there's more, 
yeah, just the, that's the culture. You go into that culture, like the, they've created a few, I, I look at a good example of it, Riv, is the Br Boston Bruins. Like I, that culture changed with Chara there and then passed with Bergeron. And I feel like they have that, it doesn't really matter who's coming in. That is, it's been established there. It's going to continue that way now because that's the way they play. That's the right way. That's the hard way. Yep. That's the winning way. So I, I think that you got to have the older guys have, they have to tell the younger guys the right way. The, that's part of it. And the younger guys got to be receptive. Well, not to make this a current Sabres, maybe there's a few. One of them actually grew up next door to you. Alex Tuck. How weird is that? Do you remember him when he was a kid? When he was like three years old. And then, but I was gone out of there. But he, he'd come over a couple times in the driveway. He had a backyard rink. I'd go home for Christmas. I uh, skated on his rink one one day. Um, but no, I, I think I was out of there pretty much before before he grew up. Huh. Yeah, he talks. So how old is he? How old is Tuck? Twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Well, he has a younger brother. You probably don't even realize that who plays at BU now, Luke. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so, um, how old is he? Riv, twenty six. I would say 26, 27 tops. Don't, you guys, don't yeah. you guys have a professional researcher on there? Yeah, hold on, Smitty, look that up. He's twenty seven. Turned twenty seven on May tenth. Seven. Yeah, I'm fifteen years older than him. Okay, squirrel moment here. ADD. We all got it. Come closer. I didn't realize you've got the schnoz of an enforcer. Look at that oh, thing. Do you remember how that happened? Was that was that the puck in the face off the crossbar of warm up? That, no, but that was Paul Gostad got me. Yeah, man, look at the curve on your beak. Riv, I just saw you. You didn't notice it then. It's just <laughs> it's just the camera angle. It's just the lighting. <laughs> that was from I got. Squish my nose got squished on the corner of the like glass and boards in Tampa. Can you breathe through that? <laughs> Hardly, barely. <laughs> Didn't you have a surgery? Couple of them, yeah. Guess I should have went to a better surgeon. Yeah, he had one <laughs> I, eye closed I doing that. Fixed, but I, I don't feel like going through that, that again. better than they did. <laughs> you just need to get punched on the other side. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Yeah, the yeah. first time it got shattered was from Goose and warm-ups Philly playoffs at home. <laughs> we, st we still argue about it, or not, but when we were playing, he, I was le legit above the top of the circle, above the top of the circle, and I get hit with a puck in the nose. How? Goose was probably trying to saucer it to somebody. Come on. I know exactly what he was doing. No, he said, or he, he was he trying to pass it on a guy's gate. Nerd herd. I thought, I thought I was, I don't know. It was, I almost didn't play that game because I was trying to figure out where I was and what was going on in the locker room, <laughs> laying on the ice, getting scraped off, bleeding all over in warm ups. How great was it to see Palmer the other day? Great. He cracks me up, that guy. <laughs> undercover, <laughs> undercover. Creepy, funny guy. Hey, Petey Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> he always used to say that. Hey, Petey Man. Hey, Petey Man. 
when we were roommates, when we were roommates, he's uh, he's always joking about this with you guys in the room. But I liked it cold. <laughs> you go over here like sixty six degrees. That's Mario's number, man. Oh uh, yeah, yep. I do. Remember I gotta that. look up, hey, Timmy. Hold on. Right. Do you remember the night in New York? <laughs> in New York, in where? Where I, when I slid <laughs> on the street. That's what happens when you buy six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> fell down. Get up. Well, that's what happens. You buy six hundred dollars shoes. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I forgot about that until you just told me that. Wow. <laughs> that was one that was... of my all-time yeah. favorite nights on the road. Oh my god, I'll never forget. I think you bought everybody dinner at Nobu. Oh, those are good times. Good dinners. Oh. Oh, anyway, sorry. I just looked up his career earnings. What do, what do you think Palmer Man made? 60? 65? 70? 80? 53 million. 269,512. What's that? That's his career oh, earnings. That's a, oh. 53 million, 269,000. And I bet you he has 53 million of that still. <laughs> I bet you from the time he came into the league to this point yeah. right now, he spent $269,512. Yeah, that sounds about right. He could be one of the cheapest fucking guys I've ever played with by far. I have never seen shorter arms on a human being. It's almost like they're just little buds sticking out of his like rib cage. <laughs> How was it going to Toronto? 